You know what they say, it don't mean a thing without the ring. Well, that's why Beyonce is the GOAT. Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Eichhorn, joined by Jordan Flegel. Jordan, what's going on, man? How's everything going? Uh, you know, have you put a ring on it yet? I don't think so. Uh, I, I haven't yet, but it's going well. We should have the, the uh, Rihanna versus Beyonce debate at some point. Ooh, uh, I don't even want, I don't want any, I don't want any indication of where you stand. Where I stand, but we should, we should talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'd be down I think for it's that. Important. Yeah, everyone let us know if you want us to do some pop culture debates. I'm sure there's, uh, there's a lot on the table there. Uh, but yeah. uh, unrelated to that, just because you brought Rihanna, did you ever watch that movie with her and Childish Gambino, the one on Amazon Prime? No, no, but I remember seeing like the ad for it. Yeah, but it was ads all it. over, they just plastered everywhere. That movie yeah. sucked horrible oh. it was so bad so brutal me i mean savannah watched it we're like what that. the what the hell are we watching right now uh it's pretty much like he's he's a revolutionary in some country and he's uh like in a developing country and he's using music and dance to break free from the chains uh-huh. of the oppression of the general like the, the regime and then they end up killing him or something spoilers i guess to people but yeah he gets gets shot because <laughs> he sets up this big concert on a day and then like the whole thing is like after the concert no one's going to work tomorrow and then the, the government's like if we don't have workers for one day life is over so then they like shoot it all up it's so stupid and then oh, in the so end, a, oh i thought it was a comedy i assumed yeah so did i well it's, oh, God. it's half like stupid like trying to be dramatic drama and then the other half of it is just childish gambino singing the songs from his album like all oh. like all those singles he put out like summer and uh like this is america and all that he does all those songs like the even like like pretty much just like the music video for this is america in that movie what it was oh, so what? dumb it was it was and right, it's only like oh. 45 minutes that was the thing so like i watched it and i'm oh. like hey, well, at least this wasn't long but it was it was <laughs> bad but everybody welcome to big dog ball talk uh hope you guys are movie buffs uh, as we are uh i've yes. also me, me and uh my my lovely girlfriend savannah have just started to rewatch the harry potter movies taking uh my co-host lead he was ahead of the head of the curve well on that it's all on crave now jordan uses my crave jordan whenever you want to watch it them, is yeah, are yeah, you all kidding? eight oh all eight. my god just, they just well, put them on a couple funny. days ago you know what it, it's okay because uh i've only uh, Usually when I watch it, I have to pay, or I thought I had to pay on Prime, but I've yeah. only, we've only paid the five dollars for the first one to rent it. So because of that, yeah, you saved you saved me a lot of money. Hey, Thank no you. problem, man. I'm happy to help. Yeah, head up uh, Freeloading Fleagal on the account, and uh, they're all there, man. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you're already saving me money by me using. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks, man. Should invest that back Great into time. yourself, man. Do it for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but to start everything off, guys, uh, obviously been a nice jam-packed weekend that's the way we like it some uh, crazy games some ot thrillers uh between the friday and yep. saturday uh that we recorded uh, as well as some solid games today uh as we're recording on the sunday but we want to talk about something that happened saturday night uh john morant one of the breakout stars in the nba going down uh with a, an apparent knee injury uh we we thought it was a lot worse than it was uh when it first happened and he's had a couple bang up injuries like this and he's and yep. they look bad and i think it's you know he's very wiry and then they've turned out to be not so bad and this is kind of the case right now but uh you know still not great for grizzlies fans john morant with the mcl sprain i think it was uh, again pardon me if the the information's not 100 percent accurate um but you know the knee injury he's going to be out i think three or four weeks now so yeah, it's going to be a couple yeah 
it, it's it's a big blow for a team that is you know John Morant centric. He's the the heart and soul. He's the engine. He he gets it done on both ends for them. Uh, I mean, without him, you don't really know where that team's going to be. And that's kind of where we're sitting right now, Jordan. And I want to get your input on this. Uh, you know, even though it's only for let's say three weeks, four weeks, you know the the, the Grizzlies aren't sitting in the, a super pretty position. I mean, they're they're clinging onto that eighth seed. They're a half game above the Denver Nuggets right now, and that could quickly in the, you know, this uber competitive West, this could turn then to, you know, they could be down and they could be even 12th by the time that uh jaw gets back. And then they're really going to start climbing uphill. And that's uh, not really a situation you want to be in when you're a young team. For sure. And yeah, the, the Grizzlies have had just such a weird season so far. They're dead last in the NBA in defensive rating, uh, which is strange because they've had a pretty strong defense considering how young um, and relatively inexperienced they are these past, you know, mm-hmm. a few years that John Morant's been on the team. Um, and y- y- you're not really sure what's going on. Like they, they sent Valanchunas out and they've got Adams in there now uh, in his place. Um, and it's just doesn't seem to be working. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the defense does not seem to be working. Um, and Dylan Brooks has missed some time. He's one of their best perimeter defenders. Uh, that could explain some of it, but yeah. uh, it, it's just, it's just not, not, not looking good for them. And some of their losses, um, like the, the game that Morant went out uh, against Atlanta, they ended up losing that one by 32. They lose to teams like Minnesota, um, mm-hmm. yet they can, you know, eke out wins. They, they, they beat Utah in a close one. It's, it's very strange. And I think they lost to at one point. And oh, sorry, you're going to have to bleep that out. Yeah, put me, put my uh, editor hat on here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's been, it's already been kind of a strange season for the Grizzlies. So to, mm-hmm. to lose Morant, uh, even if it is for, you know, uh, minimum it's going to be a couple weeks here and we'll, we'll see when he can you know when he can get back in the lineup but um he's everything for this team like he he makes everyone else work like even someone like J- jaron jackson jr who you know we, we, like you had more, m- mentioned before we, we've got to see a little bit more from him everyone talks about him like he's a proven kind of like second guy but the truth is he, he's not he's still really young yeah. and you still you're still not really sure what he can be he's shown flashes of uh, you know, someone who can be that really good second fiddle to John Morant, but he likes hitting uh, again that left wing deep three to win games. He oh, likes doing oh, that. Oh, he loves it. He loves the weird yeah. deep threes to win games. Uh, but then you know, other times he kind of is floating out there. It seems like he disappears mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, he has his his uh, you know, his own defensive struggles too. Uh, when I watch him, but uh, you know, yeah, the to to see John Morant go out now too when he was playing so well, like the first week or two of the season, he had you know he was he was going off he was playing absolutely incredibly people were you know had him on their mvp ballot uh ballot at one point but uh um you know the 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 sort of yeah as as we're saying kind of rough start that the grizzlies have had as a team has kind of sidelined that for now but this is definitely a huge blow for them and i i don't Mm -hmm. see how they're going to uh i think they're going to struggle even holding their own here like staying at 500 like i think that's going to be uh, a challenge for them to do. And then, you know, when he does come back, uh, how long it takes to get to, to, to get back into sort of mm-hmm. game shake shape and uh, try and salvage the salvage this season here. But we, we talked about it. Uh, we both didn't really like the off season. The Grizzlies had no, no. Um, so this isn't that big of a surprise right now that they're sitting in ninth. Yeah. Um, I think they've with- been overperforming for sure. Uh, thus far, uh, even with, you know, they're, they're just sitting right at 500. I mean, that's, I, I, again, yeah. I think that's, that's crazy, crazy overperformance, uh, for what their roster really is. Uh, you know, I think that they're just there the you know, that, that boy Jenkins over in Memphis, he's got the boys yeah. playing good, uh, playing very well over there. Uh, and, and 
I, I really think that's just more so what it is. They've just built a really good game plan around, you know, John Morant being that leader. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's not going to take long for people to start overtaking them. I mean, the, the nuggets, uh, were probably already going to be doing so once Jokic is back and healthy. Uh, I mean, I don't yep. see how, how they'd be able to compete with the nuggets there. Uh, the Timberwolves have been, uh, you know, very surprising, uh, as, a, as of late, they've been playing well. So again, they're, they were a team that was uh, a candidate to, you know, possibly overtake them, uh, as well. Uh, and then, yeah. I mean, the team shall not be named. I, I wouldn't worry too much about them. And then the thunder, yeah, <laughs> uh, got hit with the big dog ball talk curse after we said, maybe they could go for the play in, uh, now they're on yeah. a five game losing streak, I believe. Uh, so not exactly, uh, there, there, there isn't a ton of competition right now, but they could easily flip the a switch and, you know, again, be down in that 11 or 12 because there's really, really not uh, many much room for error in that loaded West. Yeah. And uh, this is just, I, I was not really that big of a fan of the Grizzlies roster, even with Morant at a hundred percent and sort of, you know, giving his maximal production. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I think it would be better if they're actually trying to win, if that's their goal, uh, taking some of these younger guys and turning them into uh, a, f- a few older veterans. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so far last year's team, y- yeah, you had John, you had everyone else around them going crazy and you had a really good uh, center who could play both ends in Valanchunas and uh, Steven Adams just doesn't give you the same offensive sort of versatility with him as a yeah. big, like he's, you know, you, we, we all know what he brings. He's like a big guy uh, who plays good defense, uh, can rebound and sets, sets really good screens and is a good player. But, um, you know, when you take away Valanchunas production uh, on this team and you've got other guys kind of struggling to chip in, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. So, yeah, I, I definitely anticipate them falling down in the standings and we'll see uh, what they can do uh, once Morant is back to sort of climb back in there. But, uh, yeah, my expectations for them were always going to be around play in anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, depending on how, how bad this is um, and, you know, how long this takes, they, they could be in danger of, of missing out even on that because there's a lot of teams now kind of, especially out West, like you said, kind of ramping things up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, actually trying to compete here. So, so we'll see, but this is definitely a tough blow, bad timing for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the, the Canuck over there, uh, Dylan Brooks, he'll have to, he, maybe he can start taking a couple more shots. I mean, they're going to be looking yep. for an athletic guy to, you know, play make from, uh, you know, the wing or from even the, the top of the point. And I mean, you know, guys yep. like Tyus Jones, they're not really going to be able to do that. DeAnthony Melton's a little bit too uh, too raw on the offensive side still. Uh, yep. And again, you know, as you were saying, Triple J, it's going to be can he he actually show you know he's got some play because uh, you know yep. we haven't we haven't seen him really show he can take over a game yet, uh, especially as a number one option. So uh, you know, yep. if uh, it's going to be nice to analyze around there, and maybe this is kind of a, a blessing in disguise for uh, the Memphis organization. Maybe they're going to be able to look around at some of the talent they have and realize, you know, okay, yeah, exactly. well, maybe these aren't the uh, the guys that we need moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I don't know necessarily that means uh, they they'll move them this year, but just something to keep in the the back of their minds as the you know they go into their free agency periods or just in the off season if they're trying to you know flip some young guys to you know get some assets as you were saying, maybe a couple of veteran guys, which again the teams it's it's always going to be tough to know when your championship window is and when you have john moran yeah. you know as he you, you got to really just find out when his peak's starting and you you got to kind of pinpoint it it's almost looking like it's already now and i mean if he has oh, i uh, think it's now I think if he's now. if he's not even hitting it yet then i mean i would be pretty scared to see what we've got uh yeah exactly but uh you know and i said this in the very beginning of the you know the segment we we're talking about the uh the grizzlies it's it's kind of again he's very reminiscent of a young derrick rose and we see him, yeah. you know, he's he's very like 
he goes to the rim so hard and he's you know slashing to the cup that yeah he, he he gets a lot of bad bumps like it's i feel like it's almost every game that he's like legitimately on the ground kind of like writhing in pain because he, yeah. he's taking these big bumps so i it, you know a guy like that maybe you should you know start resting your body a little bit more not playing them outright so much but again they don't have the talent around him to do so yet yeah. so they're kind of in this tough situation because again as, yeah as you just said maybe they need to go go for it as young as possible with jaw i mean I, I definitely think he's got the potential to you know be a huge star on a on a team that could be deep in the playoffs but they're gonna have to try and go all in make some moves make a signing do something because uh, I, I, I would hate to, to say anything, you know, knock on wood and all that. But uh, yeah, again, you, you don't want to see a guy who's always seeming to be a little bit banged up, uh, you know, keep pushing his body over the limit because uh, we don't want to see, a, uh, you know, any repeats of, uh, you know, a Derrick Rose situation. Yeah, for sure. Even though he's turned and, his career around, but, you know, yeah, you, yeah. everybody knows it's not the same D-Rose. No, yeah. And it's true. He, he's one of those prototypical kind of young guys first coming to the league. You know, Westbrook was like this too all the uh, uber athletic point guards just kind of hurl their body at the net. And that's what makes them great. Uh, yeah. Their ability to, to, you know, attack uh, on every play. And uh, you, you do just have that worry for sure. And he's been pretty durable up to this point. Uh, you know, unlike his uh, draft mate, uh, Zion, he's uh, yeah. he, has been out there and available pretty much his whole career. So uh, hopefully he stays durable. And, and you're right. I think, I think uh, you, you nailed it with what you said. Like when you have a team that's too, too young and you've got a guy like uh, as competitive as Morant, uh, who, who's going to want to win um, when I think more often than not, when you get those kind of fluke injuries, so, sometimes they'll happen, you know, if they're, if they're going to happen, they're, they're going to happen in any situation. But um, uh, when a player is trying to do too much, um, I think that's often when you get a, a strange injury or something that can be, you know, more, more serious uh, than, than what we saw against uh, the Hawks the other night. Like when, when you've got a guy kind of straining uh, and, you know, do, doing more than he should be because um, he's trying to like carry the team. That's not, that's not a good, uh, you know, a good formula to, to keep your star like healthy and, and you know, away from harm. So yeah. that's why, yeah, if I find the Grizzlies, just, you know, f- figure this out, pick, pick a direction. Cause right now you're bound for the very middle of the pack no matter what you do. Yeah. And uh, you know, that, that's when you got a star like John Morant, you want to try and, you know, get the right team around him, get him up, whether that's, mm-hmm. whether you don't think you can make the jump yet uh, and you aim for the lottery again, or, you know, try and get a low pick, then, you know, fine. I, it, it's not what I would do. I, I would, like I've said before, many times I would try and get some veterans in here and try and get this thing going now. But, uh, but for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you, you got to be careful with a guy because he, he's still young and he's got his whole career ahead of him, but too many serious injuries for uh, athletic point guards like that can totally change their outlook as a player. And then they're just never the same. So you yeah. got to be careful. You got to be careful for sure. Yeah. And moving on, you know, to a, a team that's really dealt with a lot of injuries so far, but now that they're finally looking a little bit more healthy uh, and uh, they're firing on all cylinders at the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, a team that we were discussing, you know, uh, at, at one point, you know, should we be a little bit worried about uh, the slide they had? You know, they're finding themselves well out of playoff range, uh, but they rattled off seven straight wins uh, so far right now, uh, you know, as we're, as we're recording this. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people can stand up. They, they'll finally start kind of putting the respect back on their name, because, again, the Bucks have been so good for so many years now. You know, Giannis putting up almost 30 and 15 every night. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's an animal people get complacent with stuff like that. 
And I think that they're going to sneak their way back into maybe the top three of the standings because they're on a huge run right now. And there's no signs that anyone's really going to be able to stop them. So uh, the yeah. Bucks really could just kind of go off here. And then suddenly we're kind of like, oh boy, like, you know, Brooklyn isn't looking like such a consensus, uh, you know, Eastern Conference champion at this point. Yeah, the Bucks have won seven in a row. And, you know, they, they were missing a lot of their guys early in the season. And then, you know, one, one would play and, and, and one wouldn't. Giannis has been there the whole time pretty much. But uh, uh, Middleton missed time, Holiday missed time. They still haven't even had Brooke Lopez. He played, mm-hmm. I think it was the first game of the season and then not, not since. He's played one game this entire year. Um, and so that's why, you know, when we did what, what, whatever our segment was, concerned, panicked, or, or, or whatever it was, even though the Hawks weren't, or sorry, not, not the Hawks, the Bucks uh, weren't doing too 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 hot at that moment. Mm-hmm. Neither of us really felt like it, it warranted like panic, and I think that's because we, I, 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 at least you know, for me, I'm sure you did too, kind of sensed that this would be coming as soon as they kind of got their team back together again. They're just too good, um, yeah, yeah. you know, to 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 be losing the way they are they were earlier in the season, and um, I kind of. I saw as, you know, they, they got more of their team back, a big run like this and kind of a leapfrogging up the standings, which is exactly what's happening. And uh, I think they're, they're, they're just going to keep, keep this going because uh, it, it really doesn't even matter. Like I think the, the season's underway well enough now that Giannis is going to take pretty much every game seriously. He doesn't really have a problem with that anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Now, like we're, we're solidly in the season and, uh, even if a few guys here and there miss time or, you know, they're, they're taking their time with Lopez, Devin Lopez, uh, Devin mm-hmm. still isn't playing for them. Um, but, uh, you know, as long as you have some guys around Giannis, he's going to win you games, you know, 80% of the time, like yeah. unless you're yeah. going up against one of the premier teams in the league uh, that, that really wants to beat the bucks that night, Giannis can, can beat anyone uh, with pretty much any, uh, any other four players around him on the bucks. And uh and you know they're they're getting healthy at the right time, and um, I, I I think they're just they're they're one of the sort of I, I think they're fine as a team flying under the radar. No one's really talking about them, but you you can sense kind of the, the confidence, the the monkey off their back after winning yeah. last year, after getting so much, uh, you know, so much was said about how oh, these guys can't actually win, you know, because they flamed out in the playoffs a few times, but. Um, they're just they're just calm, cool, doing their thing. Not even with a fully healthy squad yet, and and looking pretty dominant. And uh, you know, I I, I do really want to see. You know, this is always what it what it's like with uh, with a team that that I think can be really really good and and can repeat. Um, and you know, get whether they're already champions or I see them at that level. Yeah. I just want to see their their fully healthy team. I want Lopez and I want Divincenzo in there, and I want to see what those sort of lineups look like because right now Grayson Allen's picking up all the DiVincenzo slack uh he's averaging 14 points per game he's playing like he uh, doing well defensively too yeah 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 getting after it and uh, the kind of perfect guy you want next to Giannis someone who can shoot it but can attack a little bit and um you know moves the ball when he needs to and um just you know having probably the best season of his career uh in Mm. the the NBA for playing for for a good team and, um, you know, so, so we'll see where he falls in the rotation when DiVincenzo does come back and, you know, how they're going to work those two guys. But they, you saw last year, that was one of, you know, if, if you can point to a weakness, one of their weaknesses, like was perimeter uh, shot creation. Like they weren't as deep yeah, last yeah. year as they were um, in the past. You know, they, Bud used to go like nine, 10 deep, but they, they made the holiday trade and they kind of consolidated. Um, but then you'd think, oh boy, especially with DiVincenzo out last year, like, oh, we, we, we could really use another bucket getter who could come in here. 
Um, and so to, to have picked up Allen uh, kind of off the scrap heap and then to, to eventually get DiVincenzo back too. Uh, and you've got Pat, Pat Connaughton, obviously, and Bobby Portis still playing well. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I really like their team. And um, I, I, I agree about the sort of Nets thing, you know, you know yeah. when, when, when these two, I think they're destined to meet in the playoffs at some point again. Yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't know which way I'd fall because Durant is that good, but I, I think the Bucks easily could, could beat the Nets. Uh, well, and again, yeah, they, they did it last year, obviously again, not a hundred percent healthy net squad there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like you. You're showing some love, you know, uh, DiVincenzo hasn't been there. Uh, yeah. uh, what an electrifying basketball player uh, for Villanova back in the day, uh, you know, on that final they've four got run. The he, team, they've, they've got the, the, the two guys who the uh, captains of the coming out of nowhere in the national yeah. championship game uh, squad, Grayson well, Allen. Uh, the only reason the Duke beat my uh, Wisconsin Badgers back in the day, hate, hated, hated him, but. Uh, and the goat, Jalil Okafor. Could, they remember everyone oh. say Jalil Okafor. Everyone, I don't know if everyone remembers, he could hold like eight tennis balls in one hand. Everyone thought it was sick. Frank and he do it was like 20 times. with him in that game. Frank no, he, wished, he wishes, oh. man. Him and Sam Decker. Uh, the I, I, remember, I do remember Sam Decker dunking the ball so hard through the rim against Kentucky in the final four that it went all the way through and then back up and in yeah. again. Should have been yeah. four points. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I, you know, I do want to, I was going to say that, yes, they were come out of nowhere guys, but I, I was actually going to take it one step further and just say, you know, Grayson Allen, I said that year, I was like, man, he's just got to ride this high. He should declare for the NBA draft now. And that's yeah, what Dante yeah. DiVincenzo did. He won the most outstanding player of the final four. And even though he was like the sixth man, he was so good and his stock was so high. Then yeah, he was like, all right, well, why wouldn't I declare? And then he was a lottery pick. And then Grayson yeah. Allen stays. He still had a great career. Uh, with Duke, but never anything that made his stock better. He ended up being, I think, I don't think he was, a, he might have been a, he might have been a first round of Utah. I don't, I, I, I he might have been a second. I don't even remember, but he fell. Yeah, he wasn't a high, pick. He, was. he was not yeah. a high. Pick. No, um, no, no, no. But regardless, uh, you know, Dante DiVincenzo, he kind of falls into that category. Uh, you know, I remember he, uh, it's the same with like OG and Anobi uh, when the Raptors won the championship. Uh, a young prospect, yeah. uh, you know, was starting to really come into his own and then had some kind of an injury or in OG, OG's case, you know, more of an ailment that kept yeah. him out of that whole playoff run. And, you know, there were yeah. times that I'm sure the Bucks would have loved to have DiVincenzo out there just to stretch the oh, floor, yeah. play oh, some yeah. clutch defense, especially against a guy like Devin Booker in the finals. That would have been a massive asset for them to have on the floor. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy because it's like, wow, well, they might be better this year because they picked up a guy essentially who they didn't have all playoffs last year. That's going to make them so much better. Uh, and I then, think yeah. they are better this year. Yeah. And it, well, the thing they, they, they pretty much are running completely right back. There's uh, like PJ Tucker is one of those only guys from the rotation. Uh, they got yeah. taken out. And I mean, he's not really playing amazing in Miami himself. So uh, yeah. it's. Yeah, I think the Bucks are definitely going to, you know, people are going to start kind of realizing and shaking their heads and going, okay, here we go. Uh, like, we're in that phase where, you know, uh, we've said LeBron may not be the most dominating player in the NBA. I mean, it looks like it's going to be honest, kind of terrorizing people for the next, uh, you know, decade. Because, uh, again, he, he seems like one of these guys that he's, he's a hooper and he's not uh, he's not satisfied with, you know, just two MVPs and two or whatever, three DPOYs, whatever he's at at this point. I think it's two. Uh like, I, I think he does want to add more. I think he wants to go out like as an all time. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's not just coasting on what he's already done. He wants more, which uh, you don't see every day. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting to watch the bucks moving forward. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they'll live up to this hype. They can keep, you know, keep together, keep healthy. And uh, yeah, just no losing streaks or Budenholzer's fired probably. <laughs> 
Because yeah, I, yeah, no. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to escape that. They could win a title. Like, even though they won the title, I'm like, yeah, they could still fire him. Just be nuts. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think he, he's always he's, – he'll always be on the hot seat in my mind. I don't care, care what happens. Uh, yeah, that's just uh, – NBA Twitter will never let him off the hook, unfortunately. No. But a uh, sub. Yeah. Make <laughs> but, uh, no, I, 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 I do think they're just going to keep – climbing up in, in the standings and, and end up as either the one or two seed. Uh, I think that's, that's my prediction for them. I'm not sure uh, if the nets can hold it together here and, and hang on to that number one spot. Like I kind of predicted, they're certainly not playing like I thought they would uh, when I, when I did make that prediction back yeah. uh, in our, before the season started, but uh, you know, the bucks, I, I think they can easily make up that ground and then they will be, you know, home court advantage uh, at least for the first round of the playoffs. And then, and then we'll see, but yeah, they're, they're, they're 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 a pretty amazing team, and I think they they need more more respect put on their name because no one's really yeah yeah no no one's really giving them that love, and it, it makes sense. I understand why, but uh, you know, do not I would not underestimate these guys if I'm an Eastern Conference playoff team because I think they match up well with everyone, and no yeah. one can guard Giannis. There's no one that can do it. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. William, I guess we'll lose thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm crediting the wrong guy. Some rapper's um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Raptors Twitter guy. He's there, 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 They all got my love. Uh, but uh, you know, we were talking about you know the current East leaders, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we we've had some incidences already this year. Uh, our podcast and James Harden, uh, not our mm-hmm, not our mm-hmm. big our favorite player in the uh, the association. Definitely had his struggles early on. Kind of started to pick it back up. But after you know taking a loss to the Suns, which we're going to touch upon them well just a little bit because we talked at length about them on the Friday podcast, but. Uh, you know, the Suns stretching their uh, winning streak to 16, uh, having a clutch fourth quarter, coming back against the Nets. Uh, James Harden, after the game, they, uh, you know, one of the members of the media asked uh, Harden, oh, hey, you know, you, do you find that you've been – some of your struggles have been because last year you had said you had become comfortable as the facilitator, as the point guard, and you were needing that Kyrie to be essentially going and getting all the buckets for you when you pass on the rock uh, as, a, as the shooting guard. And he yeah. kind of goes, yeah, it's definitely been part of it. Like straight up pretty much just says, you know, he says, I don't think that he said he's struggling to balance out both. And that yeah. really got me confused because how, like, what was he doing in Houston all these years? <laughs> like, was there one year? Like, yeah, he led the league in uh, assists the one year, but it's like, he still averaged like 27 or 28 points. I don't know what is like, why this excuse made sense to him that, oh, well, I'm, I'm struggling because I, I still haven't gotten over the fact that Kyrie won't get vaccinated. Like we're a quarter of the way into the season there, James, like it's a little late. Like you can't, like, I don't know if you haven't adjusted yet. Like, I don't know what it's going to take. Here's the problem with James Harden. He, what he's really saying is I don't know how to play the game when I don't get to play. Like I played in Houston, which was, yeah, I have yeah. the ball at all times. I make every single decision. And then I don't actually have to be off ball. So I don't have to worry about, you know, playing basketball and cutting and setting yeah. screens and moving and, and uh, not being a, a lazy sack and fucking, you know, he, he's, he's saying, I, I don't know how to play when there's a better player on a team next to me. He's not uh, the big basically. dog. He's not. And you know, he, he should be able to, he has all the skills. He has all the skills mm-hmm. to compliment Kevin Durant perfectly, perfectly. But uh, he's just so set in his ways and done the same thing for so many years um, and, you know, giving to give him credit, he did come over last year and played really well when he was with the Nets. Uh, he, he, had, he had an amazing season. Um, and, you know, when 
he and Kyrie and KD were all on the floor. They were, you know, off the charts. But I think that was him, you know, being sort of in a new environment, wanting to, to set a good sort of, you know, get a good first impression going. And he was really trying. And now he's got a whole full season in, in front of him. Uh, no Kyrie to speak of mm-hmm. and kind of subpar guys around around him, you know, considering how, what, what, what type of expectations the Nets have other than Duran, obviously. Um, you've got a bunch of role players. And yeah, I, I just think it's kind of a cop out. It, it's him saying, yeah, uh, that I'm, I, I'm, I can't play classic James Harden ball. So what the hell am I supposed to do when Kevin Durant has the ball? I'll tell you, you can go set a back screen for one of the shooters. You can, uh, you can cut to the basket. You can post up You're you're, you have uh, <laughs> you're, you're a good um, post defender as, as you like to brag about, go, go get in the post yourself on offense, something, um, you know, you're averaging 20 points per game right now, which uh, again, like, c- considering that's the lowest uh, points per game he's had since he was traded to Houston. Uh, however many years ago that was, it was, you got to go back all the way to OKC to have such a low point total for him. And he's not doing it. It wouldn't be that big of a deal if the Nets didn't desperately need his scoring. Like they need him to score alongside Kevin Durant because they just don't have that many other people right now. Uh, Joe Harris is still out. They're missing Kyrie, obviously. Uh, and then you've got a lot of other guys who you need to set the table for. None of these other guys can get their own shot. Um, so yeah, James Harden, like it, you can't complain about it being hard when all you need to do is be the thing that you have been for like eight years yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just on a different team. And no, you're not the best player, but you know, get over it. Do you want to win a championship or do you want to be on a team like you were in Houston? That's pretty good. That's all about you, but that can never get over the hump. Like, like what, what do you want? If, if he's a winner and he actually wants to do that, he will, uh, you know, stop saying shit like that and, and, you know, get his act together. Cause we know he can do it. That's what's frustrating. Like we wouldn't be on him about this if we if we thought he couldn't do it, and you pick up. Yeah, and and, and again, yeah, I, I think we do have a lot higher expectations for Harden because of you know what we've seen from him, but uh, you know, and uh, there's there's actually a couple guys we're going to be talking about later in this podcast. Uh, hint uh, right there for some trivia, but uh, of <laughs> there, it's in basketball more more less so than other sports. You know, some of these guys hit their primes, and the drop off is just monumental. And, you know, yeah. Harden's had quite a few of these, you know, hamstring issues at this point. And uh, who knows? I mean, what if this is actually kind of the Harden we're getting now? Maybe, you know, he's uh, he's on the plus side of 30. Maybe he's already kind of on the denouement. He's done. Like, he, well, I'm not done, but you know what I mean? Like, this isn't uh, – we're not going to be seeing, you know, a dominant score like we had once seen. Because uh, yeah. and, and, I, I don't think it's a lack of wanting to be playing well. Uh Though, again, I don't think he's exactly mentally tough. I think that adjusting to the new, you know, foul rules with the the NBA, I think that he's kind of been a baby about the whole situation. I haven't really seen him make any conscious efforts to change his game. Uh, I think he's just made more excuses to to find ways to, you know, push blame uh, away from, you know, him just being kind of ignorant to adjusting to the new climate he's in. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I I definitely think that, you know, he still has that in him, but I'm not – really sure that he's i think that he's just kind of scapegoating that the fact like well kevin durant's leading us to you know all these wins he's averaging like 30 and 11 or whatever the hell absurdity he's doing uh so i can kind of like it's not the pressure's not all on him because if this was the case when he was playing for houston uh you know this is more like playoff james hard maybe that's the thing maybe he's already in playoff mode and that's (laughs) just kind of come back to get him we need regular season hard in the playoffs and we need playoff hard in the regular season 
yeah, if, if that's what's going to happen, then the Nets will be fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it is extra frustrating with him because, yeah, like, like we were saying, we, we, we have high expectations because we've seen what he can do. You know, MVP caliber guy for, uh, you know, pretty much like five years in a row there. He, he, he was in that conversation because he was just mm-hmm. so dominant. And um, should have maybe even won more than one. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, all there for him winning the first year Steph won. Uh, I thought Harden could edge him out. It was close. Steph obviously deserved it, but uh, mm. for sure you can make the case he, he deserved more than one. And uh, I just, I, 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 I 100% believe, look, I can, I can picture it, Matt. I can I'm manifesting it in my mind nice. that the Nets, uh, even without Kyrie, can be amazing. Like, oh, for sure. Uh, like, and, and I just, it's, it's so disappointing to see them uh not do well but then at the same time they they haven't really they've not had a season anyone wants to write home about they've had all these different struggles Mm -hmm. they're still number one in the east you know like that i I think that's that's just how how high expectations are when you have these two guys that people think are your top five guys it's the same as the lakers you know or any lebron team once he has that other guy next to him it's like oh well why are why isn't lebron winning like 99 percent of games it's the same thing but when you got a guy like james harden playing with kevin Durant, you just assume that they're going to be so far and away the best team in the league, you know? No, no, for sure. But I'm just saying, even though they've had a kind of shit season compared to our expectations, they're mm-hmm. still number one in yeah, the East. Yeah. Like, which is like, uh, you know, which is crazy. And if they sort of get it together, even a little bit here and start upping their level of play, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're still going to be great. And, there, there's still going to be a hell of a lot to deal with in the playoffs. Like, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, you know, and it could still win everything, w- w- win it all. But um, it, it really is just James Harden. Cause like I've talked about before too, I think we've, we've mentioned this James Harden as a playmaker really unlocks uh, everyone else. Like yeah. when, when yeah. he's scoring and then he goes to, to, to his kind of passing ability and can find open shooters. He's incredible. And yeah, he's averaging nine assists per game, but, you, you've you've been big on pointing this out like a lot of those assists this year specifically aren't really him sort of creatively uh you know finding angles or like you know making really good passes within an offense it's mostly just him being the one feeding kevin durant who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has enough skill to without needing to dribble just kind of rise up and, and shoot like shoots already wonder how many well exactly I, like, I wonder how many non-durant assists Harden has i'm sure there's, there's definitely a, closer there's, to like five you could find that for sure there's somebody who's got the algorithms out there they've got the yeah. uh, the computer for it uh but for yeah sure. i i i would care to guess it would be like at least 50 percent. and that's like yeah. and again, people are like you would think that that's not a high amount but if you're if a guy's getting like four assists just from one guy then the chances are you know that's that's the, let's say conservatively that's eight points just from that plus if they're gonna have isolation points i mean the chances are they're gonna be going off so uh yeah it's it's crazy playing with Kevin Durant uh, and, you know, to, to, to just give them some love. Cause again, we, we did focus, we had a whole segment devoted to them, but uh, we'd be a miss uh, if we didn't mention it. Uh, but the golden state warriors are now going to be facing uh, the Phoenix suns and a, in a, this is going to be a heavyweight, heavyweight matchup. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. eight, 18 and two warriors versus the 17 and three suns uh, you know, that the two best teams in basketball right now, uh, yep. you know, by, by record. So, it, it's and this is going to decide if the Phoenix Suns can tie their uh, their longest win streak uh, in franchise history, which we talked about in Friday's episode. If uh, you want to hear us talk a little bit more about the you know that journey and just uh, what we've observed from it, go back and check out uh, Friday's episode. But yep. the, yeah, the Phoenix Suns they went into Brooklyn, they did what they had to do. Uh, down in the fourth quarter, they came back and uh, you know they rattled off the win, and they've looked 
Fantastic. They, they play yep. their game. They don't let, uh, you know, the, any kind of adversity get them down. Uh, they've always seemed to w- find a way to bounce back. And now it's going to be just an explosive, explosive matchup, very similar teams. Uh, and we're going to see, you know, Suns and warriors. Are they going to like, uh, who, who's going to come out ahead? Maybe the warriors will play spoiler. Cause again, as we said, the Suns are going to play the, one of the league's worst teams, the Pistons after that. So, yep. uh, that, that, that's almost a gimme to, to break that record. I mean, knock on wood, but uh, looking into that matchup, Jordan, I mean, who, who's your favorite to win coming out? Uh, and I, I guess winner of that game will be the, uh, the first seed now in the West. Yep. And uh, my prediction, Matt, I think the Suns are going to, it's not going to be a blowout, but it's also not going to be close. I think the Suns are going to beat the Warriors pretty wow. Um And the, the reason I think that is, I, I think, I think it, it's very possible that Steph Curry will go off and have an mm-hmm. incredible game. Uh, I can see that happening. And I can see the Suns kind of letting that happen because I think the Suns' defensive-minded wings, specifically Mikhail Bridges um, and Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. will lock down, completely clamp down Wiggins and Poole and all their other perimeter guys. And it'll just basically be Steph out there with Draymond, you know, do, doing their high pick and roll, you know, classic stuff, trying to unlock other people. But the Suns' uh, you know, long athletic wings – are just going to shut down everyone else that isn't Steph. And I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I can see Steph having a big game, but I do not think, uh, you know, Wiggins and Poole can get through this, this sort of long, uh, you know, team sort of oriented defense that the Suns have. And then on the other end, I don't think uh, that the Warriors have enough to slow down uh, Devin Booker on the wing. Like I think, uh, you know, they're, they're, they, they've got a great team defense, obviously, but their best individual defender, Draymond, is not going to be put on uh, book, obviously. Um, and so, you know, he, he, I, I think Devin Booker can, can pretty easily manhandle Cool or Wiggins or whoever's on him, even Iguodala, because uh, I think, you know, his, his age has kind of slowed, slowed him down. Obviously, we've seen him kind of lose a step. He's still one of the smartest guys out there at, at defending. But I think um, if, if Devin Booker is on and hitting his shots, I think he's going to have a big game. So, Prediction is Suns win, uh, not a blowout, but not particularly close. Uh, I think Steph will go off, but I think Book's going to go off too. And uh, yeah, I think the Suns are just going to, uh, I think it's going to be a big state w- statement win for the Suns because I do believe the Suns are better. Until Clay comes back and we see, see what, we, what the Warriors look like, um, you know, with them all together, what, yeah, that could be a different story. But I think the Suns are better than the Warriors right now. See, it's funny. As much as I agree that I do think the Suns are the better team, uh, I, I think our predictions are pretty much the exact opposite, uh, except really? that I, I do think Steph is going to go off, but I think it's good. It's pretty much going to go this way. It's going to be a close game the whole way, but in the first half, Steph's right. going to be going crazy, putting on a clinic, you know, 25 and seven with like four or five threes. Uh, it's going to be maybe we're, a, right, we're a, writing a war- this down Matt. warriors up one or two, something like that. Uh, but then, you know, then Steph's going to start distributing. The Suns are going to be too worried about Steph. And he's going to distribute. He's going to find Wiggins, obviously. He'll have his clean 25. Uh, Poole's going to knock down some big jump shots. And I think the, uh, the Warriors are going to stun them. I think they're going to, they're going to prevent them from tying wow. that record. I think they're going to become just short. Uh, and, and, again, I think it's also going to come down to, you know, the defense on Booker. I think that's a huge, huge X factor that the, the Suns have over them. But, uh, you know, I think he's just due for a bad game. And uh, I don't see Mikhail Bridges or we'll Jay Crowder that. or Cam Johnson, any of these guys being able to pick it up uh, over the fast pace. Uh, because I, I, they're not used to, there's not a lot of teams that can run with the Suns, and maybe, maybe that's a good little tagline run with the Suns. That's their playoff tagline. <laughs> if they use that, somebody clip this and send it to them because my lawyer will speak to them. Run with the yes. Suns, 
TM, Big Dog Ball Talk, Jordan Flegel, <laughs> Esquire. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, it, it, it's I think that the Warriors are they're gonna have pretty much gonna be uh, as I said, it's a heavyweight title fight. It's gonna be shot for shot, but I think it's the Warriors that are gonna walk out with like a, a three or four point uh, you know win on the game. But it's gonna be an all timer. It's gonna be uh, a really good game. So I'm uh, I'm excited either way. Uh, and, and you know, if I'm wrong and the Suns do tie the record, I'm going to be really happy for them. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love, I love watching history be made. So, uh, you know, if they, if they lose, then we're good, but, uh, uh cause I'll, I'll be smart and I'll be right. But if they win, then I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad for them. I'll be, I'll be bashful. I'll be, uh, your I'll bases are humility. covered. You're, you're, you're good, Matt. You're good. And yeah, I, I, will say, backup take. I will say if the, uh, the game is close, uh, that's going to be really interesting to watch too, because the Suns are one of the best uh, at late game execution mm-hmm. in close games. Chris Paul teams often are, and uh, the Warriors have been really good in that respect too. So we'll see. Uh, you know, if, if it's a close game, that's all the better because we'll we'll see how these how these two. Uh, you know, like we've uh, we've mentioned before, probably at this point a Western Conference final preview. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, unless you know something big changes. Uh. But uh, no, it's uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, and I, I believe in my sons though. I, I put money on it. All right. That's how confident I am. Wow. You want to play around a little bit? I was going to say, I might have to bet you 50 bucks just as insurance to, uh, <laughs> no, to, no, no, for no. my Pelicans pick. Look, I, 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 you want to do three, three bucks? Wow. Three dollars. All right. Dollars. Thanks, man. I'll at least be able to buy groceries this month. Well, yeah. oh, a nice gentleman. Get yourself $3. a little lollipop or something. Yeah. What do you say? You... Yeah, we'll do three dollars. We can do three dollars. Sure. All right. Cool. Nice. Great. Nice. Uh, so moving on though, uh, it's the big dog ball talk podcast. You already know you're loving it. You're enjoying listening to it right now. Uh, but it's coming to a close in November. Uh, this coming out on the, uh, the 29th of November, uh, you know, December's right around the corner. Going to be having lots of Christmas content coming out. I'm sure, uh, very soon. I'm sure no one's going to be sick of it. Uh, I'm sure everyone's sitting around, you know, listening and bop into all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, but you know, we have to do it. The first inaugural recipient, Jonas Valanciunas, will be passing the official Big Dog of the Month mantle over to a new champion, a new hero, uh, someone who led the league in offensive rebounds during uh, the, the the month of November, uh, as well as chipping in almost two blocks per game uh, over the past 30 days. And uh, the winner of the Big Dog of the Month of November is Jared Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Congratulations. Congratulations. There's that monkey again. I know. I keep doing the monkey. I don't know. It's just primal. It's in me. I don't know. It's it's crazy. But the the big monkey ball talk podcast. Big monkey ball. Big monkey dog ball talk. (laughs) Hosted by Big Monkey Matt and uh Jordan Flegel still. Uh but everybody, listen. Jared Allen has been on an absolute tear. Uh, obviously having Evan Mobley next to him to take a lot of the offensive load off the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially down low. Jared Allen's kind of been, you know, a bit of a throwback player to be able to watch a guy, you know, rise above the rim. He's even got that throwback look with the giant Afro and the nice mustache. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely uh, one of the most unique looks. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. hope, I hope mm-hmm. the ladies do too. Uh, but uh, it, it's definitely, he's an underrated player in the league. And I, I even back to his days in, Bo- or in Boston, in Brooklyn, uh, yeah. I knew that he was going to, you know, he was a special talent defensively, but you know, he's, he's still very, you know, he's, he's got to put something a little bit more together on the, the offensive end. Uh, yeah. but, but his length is, and his vert, uh, you know, for a, for a seven footer has been amazing. And, you know, he's a big reason why, you know, the Cavs have been able to, you know, find some success this year. I think without him, they would be, you know, really bludgeoned to death down there. 
Yeah, and I, I just want to, you know, shout out, as, as we often have to do, too, for, for young players. It's kind of become a meme for Jason Tatum. Like, he's only 22, but uh, Jared Allen's only 23. Like, he, he's yeah. got so much left, uh, especially for big men. You can see them, you know, when they don't rely on too much athleticism. Jared Allen obviously does, but, you know, he's a true seven-footer, so he can, you know, I, I think he will age gracefully. So, you yeah. know, but, but provided he doesn't get seriously injured or anything, knock on wood, he's got, you know, seven, 10, 12 years, uh, to, yeah. to, 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 to still get better in this league. And, you know, I really, really love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, he, he's playing, like you said, really well next to Mobley, um, and, and really anchors, anchors the, the Cavs defense. That is kind of the reason this year that they're doing better than people expected. Um, I think, uh, I, I think I've mentioned before, it's crazy that it's being a rookie who's done this, but I think Mobley's the most important guy on the Cavs, but I think the second most important though it'd be close between him and garland probably is jared allen because mm. he cleans up you know all, all the defensive boards uh you mentioned in, in november he's been an offensive rebounding machine too plus um, all the defensive mistakes a, they make as a team because they're not exactly the best uh, yeah exactly defensive team. Yeah, he's, he's got to clean up a lot uh, and he, he makes up for yeah a lot of the deficiencies around him especially on the perimeter uh in, in terms of defense and uh they, they won their last game that they played against Orlando, the Cavs did, but then they, I believe, lost five in a row. Yes, they did. But uh, Jared Allen didn't play three of those five. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's, that's not a coincidence. Um, I, I think he really sort of gives them uh, a competence, kind of like you see over in uh, Utah. Like if you've got Gobert playing and, yeah. and a decent play, group of players around him, obviously Utah is better than decent, but um, you can kind of have guys go in and out of the lineup, but when you've got such a, such a good, uh, you know, strong, powerful anchor, especially defensively, uh, he's going to help you win a lot of games. And I yeah. think, uh, I think Jared Allen, the Jared Allen stock is, you know, is as high as it's ever been. And I, I think he deserves it. He's, uh, he's played 20 games this year and he's had 10 or more rebounds in, in half of those. Uh, and then, you know, a few spatterings of like eight and nine, but like, he's always right up there around 10 boards, a few blocks, um, and you know, he's upped his point totals this year, like his, his last two yeah. games, his last two games, he had uh, 19 and 25. And then before that he had 20, like he's, uh, although his strength is kind of a defensive kind of gritty rebounder, uh, he, he really, uh, takes advantage uh, of, you know, when he can get his own shots, um, you know, super athletic, just, you know, n- what's not to love about Jared Allen. I, I'm really happy for him that he gets this award. Well, he, he deserves it. Big time. Yeah. Well, we're working on, we'll get like a trophy made up soon. Uh, or like a yeah. ribbon. Maybe we'll notify them on social media. They can find a time to pick it up from us. Uh, we don't really want to pay shipping. You know, I don't, I don't see why we yeah. should have to do that. I mean, they're the ones getting the award. They can only split them. They're millionaires. Why they can, are we paying? Yeah, I was going to say they, they can, can make millions of dollars. Not yet. Yeah. No, Obviously no. close, like very close. I'm, I'm yeah. We're all, what about yeah. you? You're close to being a millionaire. Well, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If like you're, all you're, liquid, all liquid, I am a millionaire, but like, in yeah, cash, I, I'm almost there. My net value is probably pretty good. Yeah. Well, I would imagine yeah. like, it's gotta be up there. Minus it's the 50 you owe me, but yeah, be a pretty big chunk. Yeah. That, total, that, could, but... yeah that, that could make or break a lot. Um, yeah. but yeah, we did want to give our shouts to Jared Allen again, and a, a player that doesn't exactly <laughs> get all the love in the world, but, uh, yeah, definitely has our love, definitely has our support and, uh, you know, Congratulations on the big, big dog. Big, of the month big dog. Uh, I'm sure this is a, a, a tear shedding moment for you, your family, uh, everyone who's ever been there for you to help you out to get to this point. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. even the, the peak of your career, uh, something you'll Congrats. remember when you're 80 years old, sitting in your rocker, reflecting on your life, reflecting on your professional basketball career. And it's like, God, 
big dog of the month, November 2021, oh. 2022. That was the well done. Of my life. Well done, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, someone else who was uh, hitting their peak and really uh, had a, quite the performance of their life. Me. Shout out to me. Everybody. Round of applause for me. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm not um, going to be commenting. But uh, Jordan gave me uh, a bit of an impromptu point to Palooza, the sequel, uh, Back for Blood. But I, 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 I performed pretty well. I uh, definitely could have done better. But luckily, my boy Wiggins and my, my knowledge of uh, that was his, his career history. Bullshit. Yep, that was that, that really helped me out. And I, 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 don't, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's I'm up like two or three on you, I think, now. Yeah, uh, it's still it's still close, right. though. It's still anyone's ball game. Eventually, we'll find the score out. But I think I'm up. Uh, and again, Jordan, uh, you know, this week, uh, I, I think I've got a couple stumpers for you. I, I, I was going to ask you, can you name, uh, I was going to give you a chance to make a lot of points. I was going to give you a chance to name every single basketball player, uh, that's been on dancing with the stars in honor of Lamont <laughs> Shumpert winning dancing with the stars. I don't know wait, if you saw that more than one. Oh, wait, wait, he did. Oh, there's win. Been yes, lots. Congrats. I saw that. Wait, Ron Artest was on there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was on it. Yep, he's the Uh, only other other one I know. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on it like last year. What? Yeah, Kareem last year. Yeah, he was like old. He's like eighty years old. Yeah, he's dancing with this little girl. It's pretty funny. Not like young. Like she's probably like only like five five, and he's seven footer. Yeah, how do you get a dance? How can you be a dance partner with Kareem? He did Unless a cool, he did like the classic, like he spun her and he did a little pose. It was pretty nice. Okay, I watched Matt, I didn't know you, you, I watched you love ballroom dance. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, oh, oh man, wow. of course. I, I've, I've been known to have dancing feet. Uh, yeah, you, but, you know more about this than you do basketball. Well done. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a toss-up between my love of dance and basketball. <laughs> uh, I almost had to quit our basketball team to pursue hip-hop dancing professionally, but uh, uh, I went against it. Didn't work out well. Um, wrong but, choice. Uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, one of the all-time greats and we're going to look for an all-time great performance here from mr jordan flegel and uh you know ready i'm ready throughout history jordan and uh you know there's going to be a a, a, maybe i'll even give you a chance for a bonus point uh we'll see see how i'm feeling see if i feel generous but uh the uh in the west you know we were talking about it before with memphis uh sitting at 500 they control the eighth seed right now the west Mm -hmm. for years has been you know the dominant conference uh and there's been some insanity you know in the past where teams you know uh, i believe it was the thunder in 20 12 or 2011 they had like 50 wins and they were the eight seed because it was yeah just i remember so, that year so yeah. strong i'm pretty sure that was the year that the suns missed out with like 45 wins or something crazy um or maybe it was like four i don't know it, it was it was a nuts year the west was so so much better but yeah uh as we you know we start to look at uh the grand scheme of things it hasn't been a it, it, it's been a long time since a team will miss the playoffs or made the playoffs in the west pardon me with a losing record can you tell me the last time a team made the playoffs under 500 in the West? Oh, okay. 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 Let's think. It has definitely not been recently because, hmm. Yeah. Like you said, I remember that. I remember that. OKC year. Yeah. 50 wins. They're the eighth seed. I, I'm trying to think if it would would have been either in the early 2000s or in the 90s. Oh Jesus! Okay, shot in the dark. Oh, 2003. You're a little off, and I'm gonna. Oh, you're a little off both ways. I guess a lot off on one way. So I will say this. So, so I was gonna give you a chance, uh, but I, I decided not to. So technically, 
the last team to miss the playoffs actually was very recently or to make the playoffs what? losing record. The Portland Trailblazers in the NBA, the bubble year, uh, they made oh. the eighth seed with a 35 and 39 record. But that wasn't a full season. So the last time a team missed the play or made the playoffs as the eighth seed with a losing record was actually 1996, 1997. Oh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Great. Yeah, I so, thought it maybe was in the 90s. Obviously, was, I, yeah, I should have thought of the bubble year, but yeah, I think that the strike year, uh, there was also a uh, the eight seed for the West. I'm uh, I'm just misremembering right now. I, can't, I think it might have been Utah or something. I don't know, but I think that the the locket year there might have been uh, an eight seed that was under 500. So I wanted to you know get at least the last time a full 82 game season was played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was the nine, 97 Clippers, um, which you know the Clippers were so bad for so long that was probably at one point like their best season. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, good for them. But uh, we're going to move well on. Uh, another, uh, another one that, uh, you know, is, uh, is, is interesting just because of, you know, the history around it. And I think that, you know, you'll, you'll have a good idea of, you know, the favorites to look at into this one. Uh, and, and it's kind of a, right. it's kind of a weird stat category. I kind of feel weird. Like I, I don't always take too much, you know, thought into it, but field goal percentage for a player, uh, obviously yeah. if it's super low, then that's something bad, but I mean, you know, shot volume, I think is a, an effective field goal percentages are definitely a better way to measure uh, a player's skill yeah. when shooting the rock. But can you tell me the highest field goal percentage in a season or who, who at least holds the record for the highest field goal percentage in a season? I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus point. If you can tell me what the field goal percentage was. Oh, shit. It's a center, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Who would it have been? Who would have been? Oh, thank you, Matt. You're very gracious. Um, Oh. Because there's the old heads. Wilt always shot it really well. He could maybe still be holding on to a record. Um, Oh, God. But I think it's someone weird. Like, oh, my God. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why I think this. Let's hear it, man. It's it's not DeAndre Jordan, is it? So DeAndre Jordan came super close. Oh, super fuck. close, super close to the then to then the record holder Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, you uh, gotta be kidding so me! Wilt had it for I think a couple decades, and then DeAndre Jordan had like multiple years where he was like around you know high sixties, and then I think he had like a seventy-two or like something nuts percent season he would only dunk he would only dunk yeah i don't know exactly dunks lobs and like just little layups but yeah pretty much just dunks uh but the actual record holder was again only from a, uh, about a season ago mitchell robinson of the oh, new york Jesus Knicks, 74 percent, and he almost didn't do it because he missed some time due to injury so i remember right. it came down to the wire like he had to play a couple games but then the whole thing was like oh well if he shoots bad then he's not going to get the record so again a weird obscure record and like a very obscure player to have it it was kind of cool and wilt had it now it's kind of like okay that's yeah, guy yeah, really yeah, just yeah. dunked and had probably wide open layups uh on like four well, i would also like to if mitchell robinson's got it i want to see the like the sh- threshold for how many shots you have to take to qualify go up because i think mm-hmm. it's too low because <laughs> yeah. obviously you're gonna have shitty players who play like two minutes a game who are, you know, well, centers are only playing garbage time yeah. or are going to have a hundred percent field goal percentage or something technically. But, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like. I think it's less it about count, shots to... taken. It's more about games played. So like oh, if you okay. played in every single game, I think technically 
you uh, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it's by games played is how they measure everything. Like that's how you qualify for all the major categories. So like, there's always like a big man that's like five for five for 10 on the year shooting, uh, you know, threes, but then it's like, Oh, well they don't actually count. Cause they, you know, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So, uh, another, you know, we're talking about three point percentage shooting. Uh, I have one for you and this is on, I will give you this. This one is going to be tough unless you've seen what I've seen. But maybe you'd be able to, you know, you watch well, enough of the game. Seen, you you watch enough of the game. You know, maybe you could have a good say in this. You could have a good shot and uh, you know, telling me. So All right. Uh, right now, currently, as we're speaking, a player is on pace to set a record for the worst three point percentage ever of a player taking over two threes per game. Can you tell me who this player is? Currently playing right now. Oh my fucking! And I'll give Christ. you a hint because this is a really tough one. He's playing on one of the most disappointing teams of the year. Well, oh. Wait a minute. Is it Anthony Davis? JD. Anthony Davis. Yes. He's shooting, oh, I yeah. think, something like 26% from three yeah, right now, <laughs> which is insanity. I, like yeah. the guy, because he was a pretty good stretch big. For a long yeah. time, I yeah, he can't hit a damn shot. He can, as I said before, man, he couldn't throw a stone into the ocean right now. He his his spot on the top seventy five list is looking uh, yeah, well looking even bad. He always he yeah. has, he, he 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 does this all the time. He goes he's it's like a, the Anthony Davis cycle. He has one amazing yep. year and then one kind of shit year that you're like, what is wrong? Like what is going on with you? Uh, so there goes our defensive player of the year pick. My God, thanks he's still God, averaging thank two God, Miles Turner. Thank God Miles Turner is uh, being a god uh, in Indiana for me. <laughs> nah, he sucks. Um, but, I mean, again, with, with Anthony Davis, it's funny you say that about the top 75. I mean, Dwight Howard just came out recently, and he was like, oh, I didn't know eight seasons as an all-star and an all-NBA yeah. first-team uh, center, you know, was, was only a couple uh, years. Like, oh, I didn't know that winning, uh, like being one of the most dynamic players on, like, uh, or not dynamic, but you know, one of the biggest players on a, a finals team was just like a flash in the pan. So it's He's so salty. I think again, I think out of pretty much anyone, he's probably got the most reason to be salty. Yeah, but especially yeah, again, he's yeah. looking at Anthony Davis right now. Like, come on, man. I got the same amount of rings as this guy, same amount yeah, of finals exactly. MVPs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, poor Dwight Howard. Poor one. Poor one out for Dwight Howard. Um, don't 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 make every single person you come in contact with dif- dislike you if you want to be on a, an all-time <laughs> list. That's True. my only advice. True. Yeah, he should have he should have listened to you before that, man. If only, if only you had a time machine, man. Maybe one day. Um, but uh, you know, I was talking about guys who had very. I got one. Quick... I'm on the board. I feel good. Yeah, there Keep you go. That's true. That's uh, that's what you needed. You needed that momentum. Uh, and hopefully, you can. This one, I don't think is super unattainable for you to get. The next two, I don't think are okay. super unattainable. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks recently just signed uh, old head Demarcus Cousins to a non-guaranteed yeah, contract. That. Boogie back in the league. I, I I like it just for the culture of it all. But I love it. I, mean, I love it. With with Lopez out, I think he can maybe help them. But sure. I always think that when people sign him and then he does nothing. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, and we and that's kind of where I was, I was referring to earlier when I was talking about these players that just after an injury, you know, they just never bounce back quite yep. the same. And they have like these crazy drop offs from their peak to, you know, whatever they are now. I mean, Darkest Cousins barely even in the league, like he may be out in the next week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I would like you to be able to tell me. Can you name every team that DeMarcus Cousins has played for? So you emphasize played for because I'm assuming he – so he has to have suited up for them. 
Yes, he's got. He's actually had to check in for them, and I'll say because he was on the Lakers technically uh, between stints. He got signed to the Lakers, and then they cut him because he so he tore his ACL again, or he had another crazy injury, and so he was on like their injured reserve list essentially. And then they ended up waving him and picking up Marquise Morris. But the whole reason that he really got waved though was because there was a big like online scandal that he was gonna with his ex-wife or baby mama where he like oh, it was something about kidnapping his kid or <laughs> hurting people it was it was a bunch of domestic family shit um okay. but they pretty much just didn't want him around like there, there was like a warrant out for him it, it was pretty messy um so yeah demarcus cousins and the lakers technically were going to be a thing i think that might have actually been the second year of lebron it's like after they kind of like went all in they signed right um, uh, and everyone's like, oh, wow, I got Cousins and Anthony Davis and blah, blah, blah. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins already washed at that point. But anyways, can yeah. you tell me the five? Well, it's a five teams. Actually, yeah, I'll tell you how many teams. It is. It's five. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Well, I mean. I mean. It's too late now. There's five. Yeah, there's five teams that he's played for. Can you name them? Okay. Okay. Um, Sacramento Kings. Yeah, obviously. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. The Golden State Warriors. Yep. Are we counting this team he currently just got signed for? Two? No, you don't have That's to name that one. So I guess this is a six team, but no, you okay, don't have to six. name this Okay, one. So those three. Um, the Clippers? Yep. And there's one more. And this one I totally, totally forgot about. Because oh, I remember the Lakers before I remembered his time playing for this team, which is crazy that I remember him not even suiting up for a team before this team that he played for. Oh, um... Oh, God. Um, you'll kick yourself if you don't get it. I'm telling you, you're going to keep kicking yourself. Oh. Hey, get off Google, man. No, I'm just looking at a <laughs> list of NBA teams. I swear. I'm not going to sure, cheat. Man. Sure, sure, man. Oh, why do I, I – I, I, Why do I make the oh. trivia so hard? I know. Yeah, why? <laughs> uh, you're lucky that I gave you – I told you there was a fifth team. You, I, I am lucky. I, I appreciate it. Um. And and I that's why I, I feel uh, like I need to get this. Um, oh my God, where the? F- come on, man, let's go. Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about this. Oh, come on, why don't I remember? God damn it! You did it yourself, man. Oh, oh, the Bulls? <laughs> no. God damn it. That was another, another red team, the Houston Rockets with John Wall last year. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Fuck. He only, and again, it was fairly brief, but he did play quite a few games. And I was actually bought You're in. I'm right. like, you know what? John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, they looked okay preseason. Fuck it. They're going to be uh, a, a tough team. Kentucky Boys back together? Yeah. yeah. I, and then, um, I remember they had I like a highlight play. But, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe we could evaluate how many points I'll give you for that one. Cause technically you, you didn't get the question right, but you got some of the teams, <laughs> right. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll send that to our stats guy. We'll figure it out. We'll hire a stats yeah. guy and put out a LinkedIn ad. Uh, yeah. But the last one. And again, this is one is, I think this is just good, good knowledge, uh, good basketball knowledge. I don't like this one's too, too crazy, but of all time, who was the first player to ever record over 200 steals and over 200 blocks? In a single season. Oh, gee. The first player to ever in history? Yes, in but NBA again, history? I will say I don't, and I don't have the year down, but I know that like steals and blocks weren't even categories until like a certain yeah, year. Right. So I wouldn't think, I, I would say don't think too far back. 
Hmm. I don't think it would have been anyone in the 80s because no one played defense. <laughs> um, 200 steals and 200 blocks in yeah. a season? Yeah, in one season. Man, oh my God. I don't, I don't know. Hakeem Olajuwon. Nailed it, man. My, my pick, yes! the best center oh, yes! of all time. Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes! Hakeem the Dream. I love that guy. My, one, of my, one of my favorite players ever. Uh, oh, mine too. Mine too. So, I, yeah, I, Hakeem did it. I, and I love it that it. it's a big man too. I love that because that, that, that emphasizes, you know, how just how good he was, like, uh, all over the floor. Uh, oh, he was again, insane. He was a Before menace. my time, but one of those guys that, like, I – especially growing up when I first started really getting into basketball, just watching games, full games, just tape on Hakeem Olajuwon going off on teams uh, on the rock. Where do you think I learned my, my dream shake, Matt? My, no, my, you, my, my dream shake, my post package. Where do you think I thought maybe, I, I thought maybe Cardi B or something. Oh yeah, my gyrate God. A little bit. At least when I'm on you in the post, you're always weird. <laughs> I got you in the post, man. I don't know what you what are you talking doing? about. I don't Matt, know, man. You're weird. Change the subject. Know. I don't but, know, man. We, uh, but, you know, pretty good, Jordan. Not bad on trivia, man. I'm glad uh, I got that one. I'm proud. I wanted to shout him out anyway because, uh, yeah, I, I just – I had a feeling he would be the one to do it because, yeah, he was always uh, obviously one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, but so agile, so so yeah. so uh, ahead of his time. He could he could go defend on the pick and roll out there. Not surprised. Not surprised it's him. I I, I, I am on the bandwagon, or yeah, I don't know if it exists or, or what island this is, but I think he's better than Shaq. Yeah, so do I. I think that's a debate a lot of people have. Yeah. Once we're done debating Rihanna, Beyonce, (laughs) we'll debate Hakeem. But I swear Shaq comes out uh, on top most of those arguments. I think most people take Shaq. But I think that's just. I don't think it's a popular opinion. Yeah, no, it's definitely not the popular opinion. I think people get, you know, a little bit uh, caught up in just like, oh, well, Shaq's dunked on everybody and he was just such a physical force. And it's like, really, one on ones, Hakeem would like expose Shaq like crazy. Oh, he, he was a big boy too, it. and he would yeah, yeah, yeah. were too quick. Shaq wouldn't have been able to guard him, and then even yeah. if Shaq bodied him up, like he'd have to knock him off the court for Hakeem yeah. not to at least disrupt the shot. So yeah, I, I would take Hakeem for sure. Uh, as I said, my my personal pick for the best center of all time, uh, and I would and, and Kareem's probably too. Shaq's not even number two to me. I would take Kareem over Shaq as well. Um, yeah, but. Again, maybe maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe one day we'll have a, a full. We did position rankings currently. That was a. Oh, let's do a real one. Yeah, that'd be we'll fun. Do it all time. All time. Made all times. Yeah, I mean that's a. Let's make that our next Wednesday special up. All right, let's do it. Well, we in November we'll be going over our all-time picks for uh, at each position. That'll that'll be a good one for everyone to, to look. In into. November, we don't got much time. Oh, geez, November, possibly possibly November, probably not though, <laughs> since Wednesday will be December first. Yeah. But uh, so so yeah, sometime in December, that'll be a Christmas gift for us for you guys. And uh, Merry you know, Christmas. Uh, we we've got a lot of great uh, you know Wednesday episodes coming up that we're we're starting to brainstorm and plan out that uh, we hope you guys are all going to love. Uh, again, a little bit more off the beaten path of just you know our our usual NBA banter. Uh, so again, uh, reach out to us at Big Dog Ball Talk on all social platforms, uh, or at Jordan Flegel or Matt Icorn. Uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find us uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, just you know, yep. hit us up. Let us know. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to get your input. And again, yeah, if you ever have any ideas of a Wednesday episode, something you want us to specifically, you know, take an hour, sit down, and hammer out, uh, just let us know. And we're we're always ball game for it. Uh, so yep. yeah, again, at Big Dog Ball Talk, and uh, we're we're going to be updating those uh, a lot more soon. We're just you know gathering a little bit more of a following because uh, your support guys have has been amazing. Honestly, uh, you know the following keeps growing with every episode. Uh, so we're we're really proud of what we're doing, and uh, we're you know we're just happy that you know we have some listeners that are really enjoying what we're doing. 
Uh, so sure. again, your, your input is always a big help for us. Uh, but as for us, for Big Dog Ball Talk, I'm Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my friend Jordan always says. Uh, yes, so there's uh, the old kind of Russian proverb, Matt. Uh, mm. It's the 888 rule. You sleep for eight hours, you work for eight hours, and you have eight hours to yourself during the day. You know what that, up, that, that adds, adds up to, Matt? Did it? I think 24 hours. Eight yes, later, that's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, I can good move by that. You sleep, you sleep eight hours, you work for eight hours, uh, and then you got eight hours to your... And doesn't that seem, doesn't that seem so simple? It never happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say the work uh, The work always gets in the way. And then sometimes, you know, when, but then when the for me, my cycle, you know, I do like a, you know, half a day when it's like, you know, it should be eight. And then I'm training 10 hours of work. And then I end up, you know, to compensate, I have to get my 10 hours of play in. But then sometimes I still want to go to bed because I'm tired. So then I end up cutting out work the next day. And then it's just like, man, now I'm back to doing nothing. We're living in people's basements. I mean, personally, I haven't hit that level yet, but it's always in the back of my mind that eventually, you know, I'm going to show up on George's doorstep just begging. Yeah, one hot dog, one sir. Unless I cut, unless I come to you first, I don't know. I might be in your couch first. We'll, we'll see. We're both on the way to rock bottom. We'll mm-hmm. see who gets there first. Hey, it'll be fun. See you down there, brother.